It is high time that we get to know the truth, not what we have we have been taught or what people have taught us over the years. But we cross check like the disciples of Berea. Bible says when you preach to them, they go back and they go and re relearn what you have told them. So it was very difficult for them to be deceived or they'll go back and check they'll go back and read what our Lord Jesus says and what also is written about what you are saying it's important that every child of God become a student of the Bible so that you can know in the end time there are a lot of teachings are coming up which are very contrary to what our Lord Jesus had taught us. It's very critical. Nowadays, if you don't take care, you'll be misled on, on teachings. People are talking about false prophets, but I can tell you, the false teachers are more dangerous than the false prophets. The false teachers can be easily exposed. But the false prophets, it's very, very difficult. The false teachers, very, very difficult for you to expose them because they are eloquent in their presentations and by the time they realize they use logics and philosophies to to intermingle with the word of god in the sense that what you are saying what you are saying you see it's logical and it makes sense but rather spiritually it's not the truth what they're saying may be true but it's not the truth there's a difference between truth and true something can be true but it may not be the truth for instance the teachings of karma and i know that now a lot of christians have accepted that philosophy it is true it is true that whatever goes wrong comes around whatever whatever you do you there, to every effect there's an there's an equal and opposite reaction or to every action there's equal and opposite reaction like the newtons um the third law or so but it is not the truth when you talk about truth, truth is from Jesus. Whatever proceeds from the mouth of Jesus, that is the truth. So if Jesus has not spoken about it, then it is not truth. That's why I said, know the truth and the truth shall set you free. It's not to know the true, the true, or what is true and shall be set free. It's know the truth and the truth is Jesus. Anything that proceeds from the mouth of Jesus is the truth. Because he himself is the truth. He is the spirit of truth. Anything that proceeds from Jesus is the truth. So the Holy Ghost, who is the spirit of truth, inspires those words. That's why you can be sick in one way or the other, but when you come and the Holy Ghost can tell you that, let the sick say, I'm healed. The truth is the truth that you are sick, but the truth is that you are healed. So in the true sense, we must subject ourselves to the truth, not the truth what is true every thing you see in this world seeing is believing what you see is true you can have facts and facts can be true but they can they are not the truth until the thing is truth we do not accept it as children of god so teachers sometimes can can find ways and means to uh, bring dogmas and doctrines that may sound true because when you think about it and you look at the things that are happening around 
it is the truth. This is true, but it is not the truth. Things of the devil can be true. Things of the devil can be true. Yes, it is true that the devil is has some level of power, but it is true that we children of God are more powerful. Even a believer today is more powerful than the devil who has stayed for a very long time. Hallelujah. So whatever Jesus says is true. I think in the in the course of the in the time we would be going through the sayings of Jesus and we will try to study them together. Because seriously, the church we have deviated from the sayings of Jesus. We have really deviated from the sayings of Jesus. We have really, really deviated from the sayings of Jesus. And that's why we come to church and we live our lives anyhow. If you're a disciple of Jesus and you don't know what your master, your master says, your master teaches, then I guess you are wrong. Now men are becoming disciples of men rather than disciples of Jesus. So we follow men. Whatever, like for instance, if you are church members, you'll be following what I'm saying, not what Jesus is saying. Because you think that you are not my disciples. You are not my disciples. You are the disciples of Jesus. That's why you are not, you are not called Christian. Uh -huh. You are Christian, right? Uh -huh. If you were Christian, uh -huh, that one, you are my disciple. You follow what I say. But if you are Christian, then I, I believe that your disciple, your, your master is Jesus. Me, myself, I'm a Christian. So I have, I'm following the master. And I'm teaching you to follow him, not to follow me. Hallelujah. Even if you follow me, you follow me because I follow Christ. So it's not my doctrine that you should, you should follow. So always when I'm teaching, cross-check it with what Jesus is said. Cross-check it. Cross-check. I, I, I am I'm praying that you'll get to a time that there'll be biblical debate. Not just debate, but biblical uh, discussions where I, I wish that theologians who, who have known the ways of God, like our fathers, elders will come. And if there's a doctrine, they will, they will discuss and bring the truth out of it. Like what, um, uh, there was an issue in the days of Paul about circumcision and the rest and uh, the Gentiles were finding it very difficult to understand because people were teaching that before you can follow Christ very well you must also be in the in the traditions of Christ in the sense that Christ was a Jew so you must be converted to a Jew so you become a, a Jew a proselyte and, and before and follow all the the, 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 the the practices of Judaism before you can follow Jesus so you must, be, you must be circumcised, you must follow all the laws of Moses. And it was a very difficult, uh, very, very, very challenging times in the, in the church, in the church or, 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 of the Gentiles. So they brought the, uh, the argument to the apostles, who were the elders of the church at that time. So they came to Jerusalem and brought the argument to them. And when they rehearsed what the Lord was doing in the Gentile time, they the apostles sat down, they were the elders, and began to discuss somewhere of the, of the, of the opinion that the teachings of Paul is, uh, the teachings of Jesus should be followed with Judaism because Jesus even practiced Judaism. So they should follow. Others were saying that, no, the Gentiles should not be given that burden. So after discussion, they came to a conclusion. You know, others, everybody was standing on his way until Peter stood up and said, we went to Cornelius' house 
and the same baptism that we waited for for 120 days after or, 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 or 50 days after the, the death of Jesus waited for the promise they had it and if we are preaching that salvation is through faith not by works then why are we doing this so now because they had the Holy Ghost uh, Holy Ghost uh, discussions brought about the truth that Jesus wanted them to have now they said oh to Gentiles we shouldn't, we shouldn't worry them we should, let, we should just tell them that they should stay away from idols they should stay away from uh, stranded meat because anytime you you mend, mendle with, with you mendle with blood you are it's very spiritual so let them stay away from and food offered to idols and let let their heart be connected to jesus and live righteously that's all that we want from them that's what jesus wants from them and it became the doctrine of the day that the gentiles were happy because now they saw that there was liberty there was liberty know the truth the truth has set you out free now they became they became liberated but along the line Paul had to fight uh, heresies Paul had to fight it all the apostles fought it if you look at their letters they were addressing heresies and heresies is teachings either than what Jesus had taught some were coming with with uh, uh, the uh, uh, Nico uh, what 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 was it Nico 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 Nicotinian what what messages they had a lot of messages at that time people were creating a lot of teachings uh, just to 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 dilute what the Lord is saying and currently we have a lot of them in the system especially the grace have been excessively taught grace has been excessively taught so a lot of things are being are being are being are being brought into the body of Christ and the same thing applies to everything that we do you know because of where we came from you brought a lot of doctrines like holy communion which wasn't the name wasn't holy communion it was the lord's supper it was the lord's supper that's how they called it aha uh -huh. and uh, it was it was uh, we, we have called it holy communion giving a lot of a lot of teachings about it which seriously is is not biblical it is just doctrine it was it's just doctrine that was borrowed from a, a dark age into and now we we the the protestants followed it the evangelical followed it the, the it has come to the point that even charismatics we are even doing it more than than, than that and systems babylonian systems have been followed all the way through which are when you go to the teachings of jesus critically we have missed it we the church we have really have missed it we have been called to fight, fight, fight falsehood in the house body of Christ and to bring the truth of God's word to the people and for them to really understand the spiritual implications of everything that we do there's one of one, 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 one area God has called me that's why I by the grace of God I, I understand some things a little so I spend a lot of time with the word of God too. And anytime I get I get into it, I want us to stay with the basis. Stay with what Jesus is saying. Paul extracted his revelations from what Jesus had taught the apostles. Because he stayed with the apostles for 14 good years, studying what Jesus had taught them. So the same Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, as you and I have an opportunity to read, 
is where God Paul extracted all his revelations from. And when you look at Paul's revelation, it, 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 it is not contrary to what Jesus taught. It's just an expansiated form of what Jesus taught. I'll tell you, if any teaching of Paul contradicts what Jesus taught, we don't take it. Even if John or any of the apostles taught something which was contrary to what Jesus taught, we won't take it. Because they, our salvation is not on them. They didn't die for us. God died for us. Jesus died for us. And he's the truth. So the same thing I tell you, if I, if I teach anything contrary to what Jesus has taught us, I will tell you, don't take it. Don't take it. Because I didn't die for you. My blood didn't save you. His blood saved you. And any man of God can veer into uh, excesses or can veer into uh, falsehood if you don't take care. Especially when you feel that you have been so anointed that <laughs> you, don't, you don't need the basis against me. You don't need to go back to Matthew, Mark, Luke and John because you are so, you see angels and you see God himself talking to you. So you don't need to go back to uh, the Bible. By the time you realize you, 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 you are way gone. You are way gone. And that's happened several times. That's why people, quality people who were prophets have now begun to talk. They taught doctrines which were way away from what scriptures has, has, has promised or has said. Tonight, I just want to encourage you that the, the focus of our meetings really go back into God's word and be students of God's word. I'm sure that if you stay with us for about a year, you have to be, you have to ordain as a pastor because uh, you will, you will, you'll be a real student of, 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 of God's word. God richly bless you. Tonight, we are continuing with our series, which is the enterprise of faith. The enterprise of faith. I'll talk about enterprise of faith. We're saying that enterprise of faith is a, is a holistic faith or a enterprise of prayer. And that's enterprise of prayer is it's war or everything about prayer i believe that i have tackled a few places uh i've tackled a few places and tonight we we are going in uh, to what we started last week which is hindrances to prayer so many of us pray and we don't get answers why is it so you and i we want to go through scriptures and find out why or what and what can hinder our prayers so that it may not be answered I want us to uh, go through the scriptures. But before that, last week we looked at what is one of, one of the greatest hindrances to prayer, which is anxiety. 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 So many of us, we fall victims to the spirit of anxiety. And by the time we realize we are way gone, we are way gone. Hallelujah. And it's my prayer that tonight we would, we would uh, get much understanding into these scriptures okay so we are dealing with hindrances to prayer and uh our second look thing we are going to look at uh is taken from the book of john james chapter number three chapter number four the verse number three quickly let's go through that scripture james taught a, a lot a lot about prayer there are a lot about prayer and he even brought out that there is an effectual prayer of her for the, the fervent prayer of the writer, effectual fervent prayer of the writers. I've let my soul. He brought out 
that prayer can be effective and it can also not be effective based on certain conditions and i want us to look at one of the conditions let's look at it let's start from the verse one i think the verse one will help us from hence comes war and fighting among you come they not hence even of your last that war in your members ye last and have not ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain ye fight and war yet have not because ye ask not three ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss that he may consume it upon your last now he began to address them ye adulteress and adulteresses ye adulterers and adulteresses ye adulterers and adulteresses know ye not that the friendship of this world is an enemy of God whosoever therefore will be afraid of the world is an enemy of God whosoever to be a friend of the world is an enemy of God so you know he was <laughs> Paul was, was very, this, this one is, is one critical point that we need to really look at. Paul was now addressing the people and saying that you, you ask and you don't receive. Why don't you receive? Because you ask it to consume it upon your, 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 your last. So he said, you pray amiss, amiss. So you pray and you miss. You pray and you don't get results. Because you pray according to your last according to what your last now let's look at it carefully that what is prayer according to our last or we pray to to consume it upon our last and let me give an example of it for instance there is a song that we sing in Ghana and it's like it's like God do it for me so that my enemies will be ashamed you get it? that kind of prayer God do it for me so that my enemies will be ashamed you have a hatred for your enemy and you always want the downfall of your enemy right so you pray that God should help you so that your enemies will be ashamed. And to, for that one, it will satisfy your lust. And when you talk about lust, lust is the love of the world. Anything, anything you love in this world. Anything also contrary to, to the kingdom of God and his righteousness, if you love it. So if you love revenge, sometimes we pray and we kill our enemies. And when, when things happen to them, then we come to give testimonies. You understand that kind of prayer so we pray to satisfy our last the evil desires in us like revenge hatred like the things of the world for instance you want to marry and your god let your will be done me i don't want anything that i want i want lord i want your will to be done but deep within your heart you are looking at a man whose stature is very nice 
if the man is short you don't like you have you have already reprogrammed your your conditions in your mind your specs and all the specs are not godly you look at the nyash of the woman and you 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 loved that nyash but you come to god and god this good man is god fearing oh he's prayerful that's why by deep in your heart it is the nyash that is motivating you to seek to marry okay you understand uh, like for instance today i was telling my wife about ministry and she said like now our desire i was like that was in ministry was not to raise people to know jesus but to get crowds and then when the crowds come money will come so it was the crowd and mom and mammon so whatever i wanted actually the big cars and the rest at least me too one day when i get to that level i also enjoying some not really the change of heart of people was what i was looking for so we do everything to get crowd then i realized i was wrong very very wrong the motive was wrong our calling is not to get crowds if they come it's perfect it's good but not that's not our calling so i can't go and print pictures of people of God who have crowds and put their pictures on my walls and imagine that I should have crowds because and that one, I'm also teaching new age where you, attraction the things I see become mine it's been transformed yeah, I'm teaching it so I print crowds upon crowds and place it on my walls and always as I'm seeing it then I'm praying God I need crowds I need crowds. what do I need them for is it for Jesus or for myself did Jesus say that he needs crowds he even came to say that his ways his way is narrow so a few people even are working on that way and it's even difficult for people to even to walk on that way he taught that one so is it, is it do you do it? so when i'm praying like this it's last i'm praying with last i have a desire in my heart that desire is not of god no my desire should 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 should, should work with, alongside with god's desire god wants men to be saved I should be more focused about the salvation of men and how men will live victoriously than to have the crowds following me so that I can create an empire for myself. Oh, everybody in ministry is also thinking about legacy. To leave a legacy so that they can mention your name. Like the way they mention it, the And they mention like, now they don't want the power side though. Now they want building side. Oh, now I built the biggest auditorium in the world. I am my time. I had the largest crowd and that kind of thing. Is that what Jesus really wants? Is that our our reward or is that our 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 crown? Is that our good and faithful servant? Faithfulness. What is the condition of faithfulness to crowd? What is the condition of faithfulness to big houses or big buildings? So we we test we check our test for 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 the world the, the love of the world. And I can tell you, so many of us are at fault. So many of us. So many of us are at fault. I can tell you. So, Bible says by Paul said that we, we pray amiss. We pray amiss. Seriously, it is, it is terrible. We pray amiss. Most of us, we pray amiss. But now, let me tell you, there, is a, there, is, there are spirits positioned in various places. Who answers prayer? There is the, the third kings, the, the first and the second. The, you are the first, second, and third kings. 
they, they are in the atmospheric region they are in the second heavens now they answer they answer lastful prayers lastful prayers they answer so that they can they can lead you away a man of God can go to the mountains to go and pray but I need power I need power I need power Lord to do your work I need authority to do your work so that I can do miracle signs and so that I can prophesy and I'll share an example with you and by the time you are praying this prayer you don't seem to be a good Christian your character is not good you don't even have love for dying souls just that you want power and why do you want that power so that you can demonstrate and people know that you are powerful so that, uh, that uh, people can respect you not respect Jesus they will respect you that uh, maybe somebody even laughed at you that oh you can't even cast out cockroach and because of that you went to the mountains you are angry within yourself just to prove a point you are praying that God should answer you so that you can prove what a point sometimes you think that because of the, because you don't have power that's the reason why people are not even coming to church but I can tell Jesus had all power and he got to a time that all his, his, his church collapsed they were left with only 12 you know Jesus and in the garden of Gethsemane you know Jesus only had he had a lot of people coming to church but he only had 12 people that really really were with him and out of the 12 12 he even didn't trust them he trusted only three three, so three were, were the most faithful and out of scriptures I didn't know the names you hear all the time did you hear about Bartholomew? there are a lot of people that didn't hear of their names uh, uh, Tadios even all of them you didn't hear of their, their names uh, so you know there was even Simon there was another Judas before Judas is coming, we didn't hear me of their name. So you see, Jesus was very strategic. He knew that deep in his heart, he had only three members. <laughs> ah, but working, working with 12 who are saying that they are disciples. And sometimes I had a church member of about 5,000 men. <laughs> so you see, the, the, the test for ministry, we should be careful. Now, demons are answering us. I mean, I mean, fallen angels who are in the sky. They're answering people. They're being people, giving people callings because of their test for power. The test for, they, they give them. One day I went to the mountains and I, and as I was praying, I came across a group of people. They have come there and they are young men and they were seeking God to anoint them for ministry. And the kind of prayer they were praying. So, you know, if you're going to uh, appear before, uh, we have come three. They have a cross there in the middle of the, the place and uh, it's like a fountain like water so they said God should open up their eyes so they, they put anointing oil on their eyes they go and put the water their anointing oil at the water side that fountain there but they believe that that fountain came out of something I don't know how they do it the fountain just came as one day they were praying the fountain came so they built a fountain there so they went to place there right there anointing oil there for three days later they went to the point of their God opened their eyes God open our eyes. Hey, is that how the Holy Ghost did word of knowledge, word of wisdom, word of and they point and when they pour the oil on the eyes, they can't even open their eyes for hours. And they're like, they're praying that God should open their eyes. So why should God open your eyes? Hey. 
Some also, every morning they go and wash their face with that fountain water. Open your eyes. You know, those times, prophetic, in, in Kumasi, prophetic was, was the, the order of the day. Everybody wanted to be a prophet. Because if you are not prophetic, nobody will come to your church. So these young guys were, were that. God opened their eyes. And the whole of the days I spent there, that was all their prayer. They wake up in the morning, dawn. You know, mountain there, like this June and July, the place is very chill, Papa. If you don't think you, don't think you, you freeze. And in the, in the dark, open the eyes. Hey! So I had an opportunity to talk to a few of them. Now, I, how I am, I guess. I didn't understand why they were doing that. Because I realized that God anointed at his will. And if the, the need comes and he wants a vessel, he will give it. Just be that vessel. Be an, an honorable vessel. And when kings come to the table, they will use you to serve. So it's not about, a man of God, it's not about you seeking power, it's about working on yourself. And the master will use you at an important time. We are just vessels. If you understand you are, you are a vessel, and the master uses us as his will, then why do I force myself? I can tell you, when I had this understanding in scripture, I've never prayed for any anointing in my life. That God anoint me to heal the sick. Anoint me to... I don't pray that prayer. Mine is to get closer to Jesus. That's my woman. That's my endless... Lord, me, if I... God gives me two members, I'm okay. And think that that's the only thing I, I need. I don't... I don't... I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered at all. But he has promised that I shouldn't worry about what I will eat. What I will drink. Where I will put my head. That's said that's what, that's what I shouldn't worry about. You provide. So... He will not provide it based on the membership I have. He will provide it according to his riches in glory. You see, most of our, our, our men of God, our desire is that when the people come, we will get money and we can support our, we can support our budget. I would say, God has not given me that budget. Has not, <laughs> I guess it's good that I plan. But everybody around me knows that if God has not provided money for that project, I don't, I don't do it. Besides, it is his work, not my work. Sometimes our zeal for the, the things of the world, the last of the world, the last, that makes us to pray certain kind of prayers. You let's look at the prayer lines of Jesus. Seriously, we have a problem in our days. And I'm telling you, these kings, they are answering prayers. That's why a man's character can be so bad, but yes, be anointed. At least before God anoints you, you can, you can, you can sway on the way as you go on. You can get the anointing genuinely and sway on the way as you go on. But you cannot have a bad character where you don't even follow Jesus and his word but pray for anointing and anointing will come upon you this is not true that anointing is a false anointing the devil is still anointing his people I, I am telling you there's in the demonic world there's a lord one of the their lords their lords he's called Lord Jesus he appears to people in the form of Jesus someone said I saw Jesus you can't see Jesus and your character will not change. 
Hey, have you seen that before? How did criminals meet Jesus? And the moment they leave their place presence, they are changed people. I that's why I I began to wonder that if our generation have really met Jesus. Because you know, somebody can be born again today. Accept Jesus as Lord and personal Savior. You pray for the person, and even he receives the Holy Spirit and be speaking in tongues. Leave that presence of God and he goes back into sin. And the next, maybe he received the, the, the Holy Ghost on Friday. Sunday, he will not even come to church. He doesn't feel like coming to church. Hey! What kind of Holy Ghost was that? Or oh, that one is what? It's terrible. You know, it's very, very terrible. You can't meet Jesus and your character remains the same. One of the characteristics of someone who has met Jesus is that the person has a strong passion for righteousness and a strong hatred for, for sin. I heard a testimony yesterday. Was it yesterday we were listening to that testimony? A woman who encountered God, he was into prostitution and one, one 31st night his boyfriend they were going to a club but 31st you know they pass through church all the people who are in church they go back to so in their mind they were going to church to cross over so that they can go to the nightclub and I tell you so many people are in church by 12 they depart to, to the night the sports becomes fail after 1 o'clock because they are passed so they are in church because of fear that if anything should happen at least the, the new year must meet me and it's, it's a form of tradition in their heart and their mind so she went with the boy and the man of God preached and was the man of God preaching he wasn't feeling, he was, she was feeling very uncomfortable and the man of God called for those who, are, who want to give their life to Jesus and she was the only person who went he said ah, she was the only person the man of God looked at her and prayed for her that, that's the best decision you have made in your life God is going to use you mightily you are going to be a great woman but she himself she knew that he was, was your first too. She left the church and didn't have the desire to go to the club again. No clubbing again. He left the guy, now began to preach in, in buses. Now began to preach in buses. He was preaching in buses. And a, a woman who had never gone to school, she has, she has never gone to school. As she was preaching, I'm telling you this is a testimony, a great testimony. This testimony was shared in IS, IIS, International Youth empowerment summit by, by pastor brian i'm watching prophet brian i'm watching in us just to 2023 edition this testimony was shared by that woman i said in the bus as she was talking he met a, a man and the man asked him how what 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 do you do he said oh i am a marketer for jesus i and this, this happened in tema the woman was in tema yes our our just our here was selling all kinds of weed, cracks and the rest before she met Jesus and that turned her life started preaching Jesus, the man met her he said what do you do, she said I do nothing I'm a preacher, I preach, I preach in the bus the man said oh the way you speak I just come and see me and I have a work for you now she went and she went the man took her to uh, became, he became a sales girl without a university degree, without even DHS, SHS he became a sales girl for a car, a car company those who sell Chrysler and the rest one day she was just there serving God 
and selling his works and he, he served the u.s ambassador they call the consul the consular the u.s ambassador came there and she spoke to her and by the time we realized the woman loved her so much the man loved her so much that he said i i, I think that we should sponsor you to u.s she went to sponsor you went to u.s and the consular got an admission in the university a, a woman without a degree without anything she got a university he attended university in u.s and as we speak he has gone through a lot of series of a, a long story made short now she's a preacher and she's an audit it audit manager and he's working for u.s government you understand you can meet jesus and your test for righteousness is not there so you can be called by god and your test for righteousness is not there even something test for righteousness at the beginning of his ministry was high he loved the people of god the reason why he married the first philistine was that he wanted to have access to them so that he can kill them and he never slept with that woman he never slept with that woman and he had access to destroy the philistines the moment his desire became lustful he saw the woman in the valley and his heart went to that woman I would say she was a prostitute immediately he lost it our let's test our let's 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 watch our tests for the things of the world God make me rich so that my friends will know that I didn't serve you in vain ah are you serious so in your heart, you think that you serving God now is in vain, eh? So you should always prove yourself. But a man's value is not in the abundance of things that he possesses. This generation has a problem. We have a problem. Our test for material things is so high that we don't even care about Jesus anymore. That's why I said we will go through the teachings of Jesus and you really see the values the things that Jesus wants rather than the things that we want ourselves I don't care if God gives me a small church besides that is if I'm only doing what is what he wants and I can tell you all the people that we, we talk about like Dwight Moody like uh, Nicholas von Denzendorf like White Cliff, like Martin Luther, they all were pastors of smaller churches. John Knox, John Knox's congregation will not even be existing in a local church. But their impact in, on, on, on Christianity is so high because they have they had a, a high affinity for our Lord Jesus. Now, how, how, what do we call success? In Christianity now, when somebody has money, when somebody has cars, that's what we. Someone say, "Oh man of God, because you don't have some." That's why you are talking like this. I had all the opportunity to make it, and I denied them. I had worked in my the bank all my life. I wrote to become a chief operating officer of investment firm 
as a banking side investment firm. I became head of department, the youngest head of department in my time. If you talk about by the grace of God, we were bopa. And I'm good with, with figures and mathematics. I did mathematics for the first degree. I did my MBA. I hold a lot of certificates. A lot of certificates in project management, in financial management, in Ghana Stock Exchange management, Ghana Stock Exchange. I have a lot of certificates. I was about even going to do my doctorate when God intercepted me and made me to come. My doctorate, I will do now doing in theology, which, which I'm about to, I'm not I'm about to pursue. But people of God, if you want the desire for worldly things, there were, there were great opportunities, like what Paul said. But all I have, I, I counted not than to gain Jesus. I didn't come so far in ministry so that I would, I would miss Jesus and have the world. I'd rather have Jesus than to have the world. People of God, let us just test, test, check our tests for the world. Because if you love the world, you are an enemy of God. I can tell you. People come to ministry, they come to Christianity and, and they don't care about Jesus anymore. And look at what we preach. Come, Jesus will make you rich. They are lying to you. It's not Jesus who will make you rich. They are lying to you. They are lying to you. If you want to be rich, God has designed a system in the world that a, a fruit, how do plants grow? You put something on the floor, it grows. Jesus didn't die so that you can be rich. He died so that you can be rich in good things. You can be rich in good works glorify your father in heaven riches is just an addition ours is to seek first the kingdom of god is righteousness and these things he will add to us god will make you great and i've never seen anybody whom god will make great and will let the person be lacking in material things at least things that he would will support his work one day i heard a testimony of um, a man of god uh rehan bonki and he was that one of the president's wives in Africa he gave a prophecy that one person is going to be released from prison and that that person is going to be a great man of God in a crusade and he had opportunity with the wife, with the, the first lady of that country and he took out oh this woman this man God is going to release him so the, the woman told Bunky that if I have the power to release that, that, that man if only you you will sponsor someone, I think his son, in the university outside. If Bunky will sponsor the man, will sponsor the woman's son, then he can negotiate for the prophecy to come to pass. <laughs> you understand? Now, so that people will know that Bunky is now a, a big man. He said, he said, me, I don't have money. All the money that you see in the crusade, they are not mine. I don't even, I can't get it. Even the watch that I'm, I'm moving, when somebody bought it for me, I don't have that money. Me, I don't have that money. If I had that, maybe I would have given it. But I don't have. I imagine this man comes to do crusade and spends over 2.3 million on the crusade. The crusade he came to do in a shaman here. He spent, at least I spoke to somebody, and the budget was about almost, almost $2 million. That crusade that you saw here. People chop money out of it, Papa. Pastors. 
they chop money out of out of somebody coming to do crusade. Hey, and do you know when he comes also, they, 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 so he will not, he doesn't even take them home. He, he doesn't even have a church. He gives to the local churches. The body of churches who are around. So people don't care about the souls anymore, it's about the money. So he can spend this one for God and he said, I don't have money for myself. They all died living in houses that you will not live in. Billy Graham died in a farmhouse. A house built with wood. Wooden house. That was where he was living when he was about to die. They don't even have properties for themselves. But now look at us. Our test for things of the world. Things of the world. We should be careful. And that's the motivation for our prayer. That's the most motivation for our prayer. If you like, let's pray that God will kill our enemies so that our marriage, we get our marriages back. That's the way we clap and pray. They will, they will kill themselves to pray. But just tell, tell, tell them that, oh, let's pray that we will have more, more desire for God. Uh, that one is, is pastor's prayer. If you're a pastor, then you can pray that prayer. That's what prayer. No. You, you want to kill enemies. You want to progress in life. You want, ah, uh, that's kind of prayer. Because they have tests for revenge. They have tests for the good things of the world. I can tell you 99% of the people in the church, that's how we are. Oh, God will help us. Oh. Hallelujah. God will help us. It's my prayer tonight that the church, our people, would love righteousness than any other thing. Those online, I, I, I believe that we are going to change our, our prayer to get more of God and less of the world. Nobody has ever gotten God failed in this world. Nobody has ever gotten God and has ever failed in this world. Nobody has ever gotten God and has ever failed in this world. You see God and you, you turn things around. I can tell you as I stand here I may not have all the things that I desire but God is taking care of me in a, in a miraculous way. to consume on your last. That is one hindrance of answered prayer. That's why nowadays you think people, people see and I see our prayers are not effective. Because God knows that we want to consume it on our last. And I'm sure that some of us God will answer the prayer but any day he will ask us in, in, in judgment that because you push me, push me, push me that's why I did it for you. That's why now the blends of God has become like it becomes a temptation for us. Somebody will ask for marriage and he will get the marriage and that marriage becomes so horrible that, that it will even take his salvation away. How can God bless you and the thing takes, takes your salvation away? It's because the motive was wrong. It was because of lust. So the Lord will open up the devil's way to come and tempt you with what, what you are praying for. There are some prayers I prayed and I thank God that he didn't answer. I thank God that he didn't answer. As, I'm, as, I was, as I was growing, I thank God that he didn't answer. Hey, those times we we're praying for souls, we we're praying that God should add up to the church, we we're praying for plenty of souls and the rest. You know, maybe by now I would have died. 
or the, the, the diabolic people who were who, who even the little that I have the headache that they are giving me hey if I have even a thousand of these people maybe I'll leave Ghana and become a, a security guard in the US it's of mine By the time is coming, where the things you didn't pray for, they will just God will just bring them in because you see you to be so matured that the world cannot control you anymore. God bless you. I believe you have learned something this night. Yes, just something simple tonight. If you have any question on what I've taught, you can you can you can ask me. He said he wants to. Ask him how to wait on the Lord. Uh, how how he, he can wait on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord. Let's, let's go to true scripture and let's see an event when God told Jesus to the disciples that they should wait for the promise of the Father. And let's see uh, the practice what they did. It's always important that we we have the Bible as our reference. Hallelujah. So the, the one who asked the question kindly let's go through scripture in the book of Acts chapter number this Acts chapter number 2 Acts chapter number 2 or number 1. Let's do the number 1. Chapter number 1. Acts chapter number one. Let's look at it. Are we there? Bible said, Jesus told them that they should wait for the promise of the Father. That they should be endowed with power after the Holy Ghost has come upon them. And as they gazed on him, he was taken up. And the uh, Bible, from the verse number 11 to verse number 12, he spoke about the disciples. And look at what they did. So in the waiting, as an example, they did was in the 14, the verse number 14, which on the screen said, And they all continued in one accord in prayer, in supplication, with the woman, and Mary Magdalene, the, the Mary, mother of Jesus, and his brethren. And in, in those days, what, what stood up? So they waited for the promise of the Father and they waited in prayer. Anytime a man is wants to wait for God, one thing is this. First, he surrounds himself or herself in the atmosphere of God. And what is the atmosphere of God? The atmosphere of God is worship and prayer. Where a man wants to adore God, he, he sees God as his source and nothing else and that he is waiting on him, the superior one, or the supreme God to answer him he doesn't force God to answer him he waits on God for God to bring answers so he supplicates God he brings his petition before the Lord and begs God in the sense that God what you want is what I want not what I want in waiting for God that's what we do you don't go to God and pressure God to give you what he wants that one you are not waiting for him you are asking him he's not waiting if you say that somebody is waiting on somebody the person goes there, sits down, and 
wait for the, the, the man's appointed time to answer him. If you go knocking at the door and always, you, are just, you just want to push the person to answer you. So in waiting for God, you wait for, wait for God in prayer, in supplication. That's how we wait on God. So in the mood of worship, you adore God, then you bring your petition before the Lord and you have more communion with God. So in practicality, in our times, when you want to wait on God, you surround yourself with a good atmosphere. That's the atmosphere of God, the atmosphere of, of worship. Sometimes you can put uh, some music, a spiritual music, not songs like uh, You too, they bless me, you not that kind of song. I'm not saying it's a bad song, but in terms of worship, in terms of waiting on God, you don't sing some of these songs. It's, it's a song of adoration to God. Sometimes you can give him be in hymns, in other things which will make your spirit calm, calm your spirit. You don't go to God with the hoisy spirit, which will calm your spirit down, then your spirit will connect to the frequency of heaven very well. Your mindset will not be the mindset for the world. You will not be you will not last after the world, but you last after everything. You you love everything that God has. So your love will, will go towards God. Then you begin to pray towards him. You pray to him. You 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 talk to him. Then later on, you maybe sometimes you want to know his will. He will even refer you to his word. And sometimes scriptures will be popping out of your out of yourself. Then you'll be reading scriptures and still be praying, worshiping, praying, praising God. And that's that. By the time you realize the answers you seek, God will bring it to you. And why do you wait on God? You wait on God to renew our strength. Most of the times I tell you, don't wait on God because you want to ask Him to do something for you. You wait on God for spiritual things, for spiritual what? things, things that money cannot buy. Don't go and wait for God for things that money can buy. They are not produced in heaven. If money can buy those things here, don't wait on God for that one. Wait for things that money cannot buy. That's more precious. How can I go to a buffet in Golden Tulip and I go and, and, I go and, and I go and eat jollof? When I go, I'll, 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 go I'll, I'll, I'll go and eat the food I can, I can cook in my house. I'll pay like 500 Ghana and go and eat food I can cook in my house. I'm going to change. I have no. You don't understand. How can I go to a kufa and I go a kufa? Please, I want iPhone 14. Am I serious at all? Or Pro Max, a 14 Pro Max, or I want a laptop? The things that his capacity can provide, I'm sure that a kufa. I want. I want to be the governor of World Bank, or I want to be a governor of Bank of Ghana. If he puts me there, can't I buy there? You understand? So you go to God for things that money cannot buy. And that is his anointing, his strength, his, his, his protection. Money cannot buy it. He's here himself. Commune with God. Being a friend of God is bigger, is better than any other thing. I mean, that's what I want to achieve. I just don't want to be a son of God. I want to be a friend of God that he can confine in me. Who's his top secrets. Amen. Amen. Okay. Daddy, the second question online is, how do I stay off last? How do I stay off last? This one is, is, a, is a sermon on its own. I need to spend time and teach this. But I will tell you this. To stay away from last. We have a lot of last. Last for 
So you have the sexual lust. That's the immorality we have. Material lust. To stay out of lust, you must love God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all the things that you have. Your prayer shouldn't be for material things. You must hunger for prayer, for relationship with God. Hallelujah. When a man gets closer to God, his love for the things of the world reduces. I can tell you that. His test for the things of the world reduces. When a man gets closer to God, desire to get closer to God than to validate your Christianity with worldly things. Like I watched a clip and the person was that, I believe that you have watched that song, the clip of that song before. The song is a very powerful song. But the clip, look at the connotation in that clip. The blessing that he said that God has blessed him and it was like that song. And what was the presentation of that blessing? A man sleeping on, on, on the bed and women were the ones waking him up and the women were serving him one quote. I said, a man kwan. Now we are here. That means you, you understand the, so if that's the definition of blessings, I'm telling you it wasn't from God. Even the people that God has really God blesses will not even notice around them because they know the value of, of the blessings of the Lord. They know that it is not in the abundance of the things that they have. How can God bless me and bring me this such a temptation? I'll wake up at night and my wife will not even sleeping by me. I'll have eight women serving me. Some will give me towel. Some will, well, them will give, me, give me tea. Some will even come and rub my, my chest for me. That temptation, won't that blessing take me to hell? Ah. Maybe one person alone, something could stand then each. You understand? So your your test, your 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 love must be towards God. Your prayer must be more for relationship with God. Than God, I want you than you understand. You, it is a conscious effort to go in the ways in the direction of Jesus than in the direction of material things. That's how we stay away from lust. You understand? When we talk about sexual lust, we don't stay away from sexual lust by prayer. That one we run away. It's flee. It's, and flee is between. I, when, when did I say it? it was on Friday? I said flee is between flying and running. In between. So you run and your, your leg will not be touching the floor. And it's also not be flying. So, God is saying go beyond running. Okay. Amen. Daddy, the next question online is I said, Daddy, I love reading very much. I could read throughout the night, but any moment I try to read Christian materials, I become lazy and lost interest. What do I do? Great. That's, that's, that's such a great question. It means that the devil is at work. He will let you read junk. And you fill your mind with junk, you come out with sickness. Imagine, imagine eating junk food. What happens to you? You get either diabetes, hypertension, or something like any sickness can come up. So the devil, the devil wants you to be sick in the spirit. He doesn't want you to eat the right food, the balanced diet that, that you need. Reading is good, but the materials you read has they have influence on you. All the materials have influence on you. You they will either let you go towards a direction of the or the spirit behind the book. So one thing that you do uh, in this instance, you must discipline yourself 
in prayer first and pray and cast that demon out that demon out pray for relationship with Jesus make conscious effort and see the Bible as don't see it as just a mere book you are reading see it as it's your examination subject you're going to be examined by that book imagine when you're going to school and for me I was a scientist but I didn't like I didn't like, I didn't like biology I didn't like biology but I did biology I didn't like biology at all but I did biology so if whether I like or I don't like I have to read because exams is waiting for me you understand whether I like or I don't like so whether I'm sleeping I have to make sure conscious I want to wake up and tell that, that uh, although you don't like but uh, the exams pending just pass what the exams so the 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 force that was behind examination that quickened me to read and and I passed you understand so you have to put in effort to get to read material that will feed your soul rather than the, the things that will, will, will just excite your mind by the time you realize you are away from God and you know it's a point it's a point to the, the, the one who asked the question that the devil wants to hinder him from gaining certain kind of knowledge which will bring progression to his life one thing he comes to steal to kill and what to destroy you understand I, I believe I've answered the question if he doesn't understand you should give me a follow up follow up question on that one thank you daddy uh, the next question is in waiting does it mean if God has not answered you keep waiting till he speaks definitely you keep waiting till I will stand upon my watch and you hear what he'll tell me put on the screen for me Habakkuk chapter number uh, take 3 the verse number 1 I said I will stand upon my watch my watch and you hear what he would what tell me it's you have to stand upon your watch and wait on him you know in waiting for God don't rush God wait for his appointed time wait for him amen so you have to wait till he speaks even if you take it will take 10 years keep waiting if you take 3 years keep waiting if you take 14 years keep waiting oh the verse number 2 the chapter number 2 said I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he shall say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved so you stand upon your watch wait till he speaks don't be in a rush when you are waiting on God don't be in a rush don't be in a rush at all don't be in a rush because even if you don't get answers your strength is automatically will be renewed you understand it's a promise of God they that wait upon the Lord shall renew what your strength so even if you don't get answer to your prayer one thing that you are sure is that you come out buoyant and, and strengthened than, 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 than ever before hallelujah there's a question here let me this issue of uh, praying to kill our enemies uh, I want you to uh, speak more on that and then clarify things for us uh, there are three scriptures here mm-hmm. I'll give them out give and, that, then, give, and, and, and let's look at it uh, okay uh, Matthew 5 44 
Matthew 5, 44. Please shoot on the screen for me. Matthew 5, 44. Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. Please, what does it say? Can, can we read it together? Matthew 5, 44. I read from the King James Version. He says, that ye may be the children of our Lord. Matthew, is it 5.44? Yes, 5.44. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Right? Yes, and sir. say that and pray for them that despisefully use you and persecute you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that, what's the second scripture? I just the, want us to have all the scriptures. Uh, the second scripture is Exodus 22.18. Exodus 22.18. Yes. Is it where he says the suffer not the reason? Yes. Uh-huh. Exodus what? 22. 22, 18. 18. He says that. And that shall suffer not the way to live. Okay. And then Matthew 26. Matthew 26. And then we'll read from 23. Matthew 26, 23. Wow. I love the scriptures. Matthew 26, verse 23, right? Okay. He says, 26, 23, I read. He dipped, he that dipped his hand with me in, in the dish, the same shall betray me. The son of man goeth as it is written of him. But woe unto the, that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It has, it, it had been good for him that for that man if he had not been born so we see jesus making that statement to okay. judas so meaning that jesus even knew that judas was an enemy mm-hmm. but jesus didn't pray for him mm-hmm. so please i want you to command the command three, three and 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 and, and, uh, and bring uh, because now the body of christ seems when it comes to prayer it seems uh, we are divided yeah there's division some churches are preaching against praying against your enemies others who are others who are intensifying the whole thing so okay let's 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 look at scriptures let's go to scriptures from from genesis to 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 revelation and let's see and let's classify enemies first if we classify enemies then we will be able to know uh, from from context what Jesus meant and also what uh, Moses, the law of Moses, God meant in the, the days of Moses. In the olden days, enemies from the book of Genesis were in the form of flesh. Most of them were in the form of flesh. And uh, God told them to not to let witches live. Because the children of God were not witches, but they had they had gone to contact other spirits in the form of sorceress. They became sorcerers. They became, they became diviners. So they had demons dwelling inside their bodies. And they were using external powers that were contrary to the, the power of God. Because if you wanted to contact the spirit realm, God had given them prophets that they would go and consult the prophets for that one. So God placed his spirit inside of them. And these people, because they had lived in Egypt, they had learned sorcery and other, 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 other practices to, to lure people to serve other gods. So the, the witches in those times were, were using their supernatural powers to lure people to serve 
and that was other than Jehovah. So God told them that when they meet such people, they should kill them. Because what they will do is that they will influence the people of God to worship Satan. The same thing God told them to kill the, 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 the Canaanites, that they should kill all of them because if you don't take care, they will be a snare to them. They will leave them to serve their other gods. So one thing that God was trying to establish is that it was between himself and the other gods. So the witches shouldn't be a snare for them to go and serve other gods. Right? So in those days, even if you do, even if you fornicate, if you're a woman and you go into adultery, they kill you. And that was those things so that sin will not be promoted on the land. That was in that context. When it comes to the days of Jesus, the dynamics changed. Right? He was really giving the intention that if you want to be a child of God, a child of God, think like your God. Think like your God. And I'm, I, I, I will have time to teach this. The, natures of, the nature of God. The nature of God. I really understand that he was telling them that though they are enemies, they may have a lot of enemies. Like God has a lot of enemies. People who have been, who have been hate God for all their life, God still reigns and reigns to the wicked and the, and the, and the, and the just, just, right? Though if you have the nature of, you remember that although Satan rebelled against God but in the meetings of the sons of God, Satan was present. And God had a chat with him. You understand? Ah, why? God doesn't know that Satan is against him. Or he doesn't know. Or maybe, maybe, maybe that God doesn't know. If we say that we should always pray against our enemies or destroy them or something like that, then let us come to that point and look at God. If you want to be like God, then we should act like God, right? Anamwa. If you want to be like God, then we should act like God. And that's how God's nature is. Even Satan, he had, he had a chat with Satan. And that wasn't the first time. And that's not the last time. I believe in me up to now. He still has chat with Satan. Even I believe up to now. I believe up to now. You understand? So, God was now telling the people that come to maturity and be like me. Don't be my servant. If you want to be my son, I've adopted you, then have my nature. And Jesus came to teach us the nature of sons of God. He is not saying that condone or love their act. But if they even you are they are hungry, give them food to eat. Even if they despisefully use you, don't fight against them. And the law was this. The law for that governing that was this. Say when you do good to them, I the Lord, I will fight for you. It will be a coal of fire on their head. Is it? Imagine a coal of fire being on somebody's head. Do you think the person will be comfortable? I will fight your fight for you. And when you do that, they cannot harm you. When they even want to do evil to you, there is a law in the spirit that will not allow them to do harm to you because you have done good to them and when if you have done good to them then the spiritual law is this that whatever they throw back at you whether it means it's bad to convert to good give and shall what god will cause when even they want to make things evil for you god will cause them to be good good for you 
it is a law that's why he was telling them that now what, what don't work according to the ways of them now work according to my ways who, who can ever hurt god can anybody hurt god and know that if the enemies are also there for your for your training for your your training as a son of god for your training you understand for your training and this time he was talking about physical enemies the people you see them that they hate you you understand they hate you sometimes you are with people and they are spice, despisefully using you don't harm them don't don't pray for their death now paul came to give us a, a real a real identity he really identified our enemies to us and who was that so we we wrestle not against what flesh and blood so therefore our the people the things we are fighting they are not flesh and blood so flesh and blood are not our enemies right but against principalities against powers of those you cast out jesus gave us power over them right cast them out that means you have to take them out of where they are because they are not permitted by law to be on this earth demons are not permitted to live here they are immigrants so therefore you have the right to cast them out out so we are like an immigration officer then you, then you catch somebody who is a refugee or something who has come not a refugee but he has come as an illegal immigrant what is the way in the by send them back to where they belong so now our warfare should be targeted in the spirit casting spirits out rather than dealing with personalities like your own people you understand so now our enemies have changed they are no more the physical beings we see but or i don't say they are enemies they the people who fight us that we should deal with are no more the physical people we see right that's why jesus knew that judas would betray him but you know he prayed for all his disciples in the book of john right he prayed for all of them he prayed for all of them that they should live in love that god should keep them that are by no means used any lose any of them but yes if you lost see, uh, judas because you know, this one wasn't even part of us from the beginning you know jesus was, uh, judas was their treasure and in the hierarchy of 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 or, or then the organogram of people you see treasures are very close to the ceos uh treasures are very close to the owners like church is the treasure not close to you good so 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 judas was even more closer to jesus than the other people but jesus was okay with so jesus didn't see judas as an enemy he saw him as as a as a disciple and he didn't pray against him. He didn't pray against him. He also was teaching all disciples together. Whatever he gave to John, he gave to Bartholomew. The same treatment he gave to Judas. He gave to Judas. And he didn't change it. So now, praying against our enemies, we should, we should, we should, we should be contextual. We should, we should really know who is fighting us. And the war is that we, fight, we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood. Until you see this, you pray amiss. You, you pray because of revenge. One one. And you think that he's the one fighting so you. And it's because you want revenge. The Bible says vengeance is mine. You understand? Yes, sir. I think now uh, 
is clear. So uh, the whole thing is physically when you identify that someone hates you, love the person, but you have to be strategic with the person. Yes. Jesus knew Judas, mm-hmm. but he was still strategic. With Judas. With but living very nicely with Judas. Yeah. <laughs> but then when he was going to the Mount of Transfiguration, he wasn't part of the quarter. He, he excluded him. Okay, so uh, it means that this kind of prayers, the warfare prayers against uh, kingdoms of darkness. Yes, it's it's not wrong. It's not wrong at all. It's 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 not out of no, it's not uh, out of context. context. Yes, all right. It's not wrong at all. Uh, now I'm clear. We we fight the kingdom of darkness. Hey, sure. <laughs> the the problem is most men of God. It seems we are not learning. So sometimes the way we say things on the pulpit, the way we quote scriptures and we misinterpret them and those things, it, it creates confusion. confusion yes, uh, it's true, it's true, it's true. Thank you, Daddy. You're welcome, sir. Thank you, Daddy, for your submission. Please, a question online. Is that what is the essence of prayer? The essence of prayer. Good. Let, let me give him or her maybe three essence of prayer. I think it's there. If you look for the first tip of enterprise of prayer, I spoke about the essence of prayer. As water to life, so is prayer to our life in the spirit. As water is to water helps our life on earth. That's how prayer is to our spiritual life. Everyone who wants to be buoyant in the spirit must be a man of prayer. Because only through prayer that we have access to our, our spiritual source or the realms of the spirit we have access to. And as prayer, as fuel is for car, no matter how beautiful the car is, without fuel, it cannot never run. So is prayer to life, to the promise of God. It can, you, you can have all of it, but if you don't have prayer, it wouldn't work. That's how prayer is. Prayer helps us to discern the mind of God. Discern the mind of God. Discern the prayer. prayer brings to us the unlimited resource of God to influence the earthly situation, our earthly situations. So prayer brings us to the place where God's resources are available to us to deal with the issues of life. So that's the essence of prayer. Man cannot do with prayer without prayer. Without prayer, man cannot. Daddy, the last one. He said, how do I nature and strengthen my relationship with God? How do I nature and strengthen my relationship with God? Do you know when you go, when you are when you are a child, how do you go? The moment they give birth to you, your parents will begin to feed you with milk. Sincere milk of the word. Bible said, yearn for the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereof. So sincere milk of the word, that is the, the normal basics of the of scripture. Basis of the word. It's only nowadays that people do not desire Bible studies anymore. They don't desire. Yeah. They don't desire Bible studies anymore. They, they love worship, worship services. When they are doing praise night, they will come. When it's Bible study, they don't want to come. But that's when the nurturing is. Sincere milk of the word. The word of God is a milk. So as you are young, they are teaching you holy life. They are teaching you righteous living. They are teaching you prayer. They are teaching you fasting. 
those are and that's how children grow their mother feeds them am i right so as, as a young child you you are taught by teachers you are taught by men of god when the child begins to grow a little then he begins to learn on his own a bit he has teachers he begins to learn on his own a bit then they will now begin to begin to have meat that's hard meat and that's hard meat is that now god begins to introduce them to the, the things of the spirit the things of the spirit which are sometimes complicated in a way that if the person that has not been fed with milk his stomach is not conditioned enough <laughs> to eat to eat to eat meat imagine you have a three three born three months born baby then you begin to give him meat or you begin to give him sabo or banku or you will destroy the intestines of the child the digestive system of the child is not is not going to eat that but now somebody becomes born again he doesn't desire bible studies they don't even know holy ghost you know so many people don't know if you know the holy ghost part of the holy ghost they don't even know about it then now they come begin to sit in church and they are teaching them hierarchies of heaven they are teaching them the demonic realm they are teaching them 10 ways to success meanwhile babies and we are giving them adult food what will happen to them we are killing them or shoko or something like that and, 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 and all kinds of stomach stomach aches so to nurture your christian life you must love the study of the word of god you must love prayer you must have a teacher there, there must be we must be taught from one primary one primary two primary three then you are growing then you, when you enter into the university, the university of, 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 of the spirit, you are trained now. They will give you access to explore. Now begin to explore the knowledge you have received. Now use it. Hallelujah. So that's how we, we nurture us. We study God's word. We are, they are trained through the Bible, trained to pray, trained to fast, trained to now live holy life. It's a training. You must be trained. That's why I wonder nowadays people are called, they call, they, they are called into ministry. The moment they, well, they are called into ministry, they just pick up their bag and they start ministry. Who has who wants to be a, a carpenter and will not go to apprenticeship? And Jesus himself, even when he wanted to be a carpenter, went to apprenticeship. Jesus learned the ways. Do you know he learned the traditions of, 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 of Judaism? And he had teachers who taught him. Because for him to have the the, the authority to be reading the Torah. He had gone through trainings. It was like a school, like Macaranta school. That, that, that was how they ran it. It was like a Macaranta. You go through one after the other, go through trainings before you, be, you are given the Quran or, or the, the, the Torah to read. Aha, uh -huh. you understand? So Jesus had gone through training. But look at us. We will tell you, we, we deceive ourselves. And uh, the Holy Ghost will teach us. The Holy Ghost is here and you make a lot of mistakes. Even the Holy Ghost, you don't even know him. Even how you how you even got him? How do you even get him? If the Holy Ghost will teach us, then we don't need we don't need uh, uh, pastors. Everybody can uh, because everybody has the Holy Ghost. But God brought them to us, teachers, so that they teach us the ways of God. Men of God to direct us. Amen. Hallelujah. Is it clear? Okay. God bless you all.